guys, we have this new beer from Fort Rock called Intergalactic Hop Goblin New England Style Hazy IPA. And Chris messaged our Growler Gang chat telling telling the group that it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then hedged his bet a little bit saying it's just as good, if not better, than the average New Glory Moonraker Hazy. I specifically said, I know you're trying to lawyer me right now with this recording, specifically said average if not slightly better than average because you and now, i agree we go back and forth a lot between uh new glory being pretty stellar versus pretty b plus a minus so okay so you know. okay before before i taste this beer what grade would you give this beer uh would you give it an a i'd give it an a minus okay so yeah intergalactic hop now what grade would you have given hazy hop goblin now, I'm going to remind our audience that Chris ordered an entire keg for his graduation, so be careful Which, what grade you give it. I would give it a B plus. Okay. A B plus. So we're talking and, like a jump from like but, an 88 to a 91. But also, you were saying that I ordered Hazy Hop Goblin with the assumption that was my favorite beer at the time. Mine was a political choice. I said, what can I order that I like that my family, who consists of, of myself who is a very adamant beer drinker you, a very adamant beer drinker my dad who is very mm, entry level craft beer drinker so, okay. my uncle Steven who is an entry mid range level and my friends who are entry mid range what would they like I said okay let's not get something but basic. you gave it a B plus you uh, gave it a B plus I gave it a B plus because it used to be with El Dorado they have recently changed the, the recipe uh-huh. which I think we both agree it, it makes us sad. Uh, it used to be really good. The new one's still pretty good. It's not what it used to be. So, okay, but, Chris, you give Hazy Hop Goblin, at least the original recipe, a B plus. The original recipe was a B plus. This one I'd say is A minus. The new recipe okay. is a B minus, just okay. so we're clear. So, okay, but just so we're clear, I would give the original recipe a B minus. What? Yeah, I, right. That's why we're what? recording. That's why we're recording. A because B minus. Uh, yep. <laughs> so the original. So what would you put as the new recipe? Like it's like a C, C to C minus. Oh man. Oh man. If we're talking IPAs from Fort Rock, I'm a Foggy Goggles guy. Love you, Miles. Foggy Goggles guy. I love that one's good uh, too. All, Foggy Goggles is an A minus to me. I love but Foggy Goggles. That's also a double. That's fine. I said we talking IPAs. All IPAs. All IPAs. From Fort Rock. All IPAs from Fort Rock. Foggy okay. goggles. I think that Patagonia is an A minus oh, too. Someone told me this is funny. Patagonia pale ale, and A minus. I've had a hard time getting over this. I still really I love foggy goggles, but I gave one. I gave a can to someone. They said it tastes like old moldy peaches. I nope. Said, no, no, no. Nope. I said, no, no. Nope. That's no. Nope. So that's that's what nope. I said. Nope. And then I I bought a can. And I tasted it, and I said, okay, I can see where you're getting that from. Nope. That's not what it tastes like. Nope. But nope. But I can nope. see where that's nope. coming from. Nope. Yes. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Absolutely not. not. Maybe not old moldy, but next time you <laughs> like try dank it, peaches. You're gonna, it's dank peaches. You're going to taste it, and you're going to be like, All right, ah, maybe. That's fine. Instead of saying so, no, what we've done maybe. is establish the criteria that I'm very skeptical of Chris's very, uh, what I believe is optimistic <sighs> grading of this beer, and I am on the record willing to be wrong. 
And for those of you who know me, it's a, this is a very dangerous proposition. Okay, so, we're so oh, 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 oh. how long has it been since you've had a New Glory beer? Not Oopadank, not Gummy Worms, not their staples. Because it has Glory, been... It's been over a month, month and a half. It's been over a month, month and a half. Okay. Now, I will say that it is also backed up with years and years of having their beers every yes, week. Yes, so, so you know... I do know. The average, okay? Yes. Hazy. Don't hedge your bet. Now you're nervous because the recording's well, on. I just, I said that this is better, as good or better. But you than also the said this, this beer is amazing. It is amazing. I, I, I really right. like let's it. Let's cheers and let's run it, run it. I really like it. Is it like apricot at the end? A little bit, a little bit weird. Because you know they use probably rye and some other stuff in the malt, but. Okay. This is very good. Better or worse than you thought it was going to be? Better than <laughs> I thought it was going to be. I knew it. Uh, I don't... I would give this a B plus. I do think... Um, that's what I give. That's funny, Jordan. We gave it the same. No, said you gave the B original... Plus, no, no, you gave A minus. Uh, a minus. Okay, we okay, are close. Keep, keep drinking it. You've we are close. Step. However... You have to admit the malt on this one is it's better. It's pretty great. It's better it's than pretty the regular great. hazy the, hop. I actually, um, the first sip, the most impressive part to me was the malt factor. Yeah. I will absolutely give you that. It's I'm not. I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm not gonna. One. I'm not gonna hedge my bet like Chris has. Yeah. Um, there's a backhanded comment in there for you somewhere. Um, I am pleasantly surprised. Most of the mm -hmm. time, when I feel like you hype up a beer to me, I'm like, ah, come on. But how often this, am I wrong? In my mind, or generally? Sure, whatever, whatever. I, you, you know, I think I, I don't know. There, there have been. Okay, I feel like there have been multiple occasions in which you've been like, "Oh, this is good." Oh, oh man. And I've been like, "Nah, I, I, I don't think it's as good." Or opposite, okay. we're like, "I so, think this is overrated." In all fairness, but in all I fairness, think, I think you're definitely in the ballpark. I think. Okay. You, if I'm to you, give you credit, hold on. Okay. If I'm going to give you credit. I was gonna discredit myself before you gave me credit. I'm gonna if I was because... to give you, you can do that afterwards. Okay. If I was to give you credit to say I see Hazy Hop Goblin as a B minus, and I see this as a B plus, and I see the new recipe as a C to C minus. Yeah. The ratios within our okay, so the label of our grading might be different, but the the differentials they're, are the same. Yes, they're close. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. Which I think purely speaks to what we prefer in a palate standpoint, which is yeah. fine. But uh, so so this is okay. So there's been two memorable experiences I've had with with tasting not not just doing a flight, just just tasting when I intend to buy a beer. And you and I have done this a lot, where we'll go to a brewery on a camera release and say, "Hey, I see you have cans of this, this, and this. Do you care if I try them before I buy them?" And no one cares. So they'll give you a tasting. This one, I bought a four. I got a four pack out of the fridge because I knew it was going to be good. You and I both like Galaxy. I like Hazy Hop Goblin from Fort Rock in general. I don't think Hazy Hop Goblin. Well, okay. I re I liked the original recipe. The original recipe was good. And now that they've changed it, when they came out with this yeah. one, I was very skeptical. Yeah. Fort Rock did a very good job on this cam release. This Galactic. They Hop are Goblin on my good. radar. They don't have yeah. my attention yet. Yeah. They are on the radar. So. What was I talking about? You 
tried the samples, and then you yes. had a and you yes. got so a second floor pack out. There's, well, no, this is this is the two times. So, uh, one the first memorable time that I've tried a sample and changed my four pack arrangement was when I went to track seven and bought. I had two four packs of the s'mores. The s'mores, the golden <laughs> ale they had. Or the golden IPA. It was, the infamous s'mores. It was not that great at the beginning. S'mores ale, the nitro and s'mores ale, or whatever it was. I tried Chris a sample of it, and I gave the four pack back to Track Seven, and I felt really bad because I'd never done that before. It was the only place that I've ever done that where I had tried a sample of it after I bought it, and was like, I don't really. I know. I don't want this anymore. So well, it got better. It got better with age. You, we aged it a month and it was manageable. I do think you made the right call in having us split a four pack. Yes. So this one was the opposite. I went. I knew ahead of time, talking to the employees. I knew this was coming down the pipe here, and which is funny because even uh, the the beer tender you talked to didn't really know what he was talking about. Yeah, it's yeah, whatever. You know. You know, and then to have. But like, here's the thing. I've noticed talking to different places, the people serving beer are rotating between breweries because they're just trying to get by right now so that one of the guys i talked to works for big sexy one of the guys i talked to works at ford rock one of the guys i talked to works for someplace downtown they just they're just getting hours so it's kind of hard to keep up with all the different beers that are offered well i mean hop, hops are different that's that's different you know no excuse for that but it is hard to stay on top of beers when you're rotating between every day you're working in a different place yeah and so i'll give them that i'll give them that whatever but he did know it was Australian, you know, which Galaxy is, is Australian hop. So give him that also, whatever, you know. But we, you and I, have really looked into it, and we're really snobby. <laughs> and not everyone's like us. So, you know. I don't like the word snobby. I prefer the word knowledgeable. Knowledgeable, and we stick our noses up at people <laughs> that know less than us. How about that? No, so if you snobby. work for these... Hold on. I get to say this. Having worked for a restaurant for a long period of time, mm-hmm. I knew between the alcohol and the food, being a bartender, I knew the beers we had. I could tell you the tasting mm-hmm. notes and the hot varieties in every single beer we had uh-huh. and could tell you every single thing we had on every single food item. So if you were to take away the food... And to only make your job about the beer. And remove your photographic memory. You're Okay, fine. <laughs> but there are plenty of servers who didn't have my memory who oh. could memorize a menu. So, so if you take away the food and your only job is to know eight beers on draft. And I'll give you that because we go to a lot of places where the people giving us the beer don't know what's and in the And if beer. you think like, okay – even if you had eight to ten beers on draft, which is the average brewery, eight to ten, oh, eight to twelve even. Yeah, eight to twelve. Okay. And you had yeah. no more than six to eight IPAs. You don't really need to know the tasting. Like you need to know the tastings for all. You only need to know the tasting or the hop varieties for half of them potentially. Yeah. Half to three quarters at the absolute most, but pro- usually about half. Mm-hmm. So you have to know hop varieties and six beers, and you don't. And that's where I get frustrated yes some of it is the bias of my memory but also like well there's different you make a west coast you make a double west coast you make a hazy a double hazy you make a pale ale we don't a, even ask that we just know, ask like, which hops does it come in we yeah. we give them that ground uh-huh. you know what i mean it's not like okay when i worked at red robin there was a guy who came in 
I was about to leave. I had my shirt untucked. My apron was off. And bartender comes across the restaurant, flags me down, and says, hey, I need you to come talk to this guy about beer before you leave. And the guy's like, hey, I asked about this IPA. She said, well, it's just an IPA. That could mean lots of things, right? I was like, you're absolutely right, sir. This is why she came and grabbed me. And I poured four samples of all of her IPAs and gave him tasting notes and a guided idea of what each one does differently. And he didn't even drink any of the four samples and just ordered the beer he was going to get. I was like, well, why well, the course. fuck are you asking? Like, you're trying to get, like, you know, like, because I take, okay, so Chris had this moment at um, Out of Bounds that some of our listeners have heard before <laughs> where he uh, oh, asked about a kettle sour and said, hey, what does it mean to be a kettle sour? And the guy was like, oh, well, we cook this it. Is, this we, is when you and I are first getting into sours. We boil it in the kettle and it comes out less bitter, but I don't want to get too technical on you. And Chris said, oh, I'm a beer nerd. You can go ahead and get technical on me. He's like, well, we boil it in the kettle and it doesn't come out as sour. It's like, well, okay, don't threaten to get technical and then not be able to get technical. And so as a beer nerd, when I've worked in the industry, I've taken that to heart that if someone asks for info, I'll give Mm -hmm. it to you. Yeah. Because I'd like to think – you know, I've talked to beer people before. I'm like, okay, well, oh, perfect. Like you – like I get off on that kind of stuff where it's like you've tried – okay, this is what you want out of a beer. Let me find something that – it's like – being a personal shopper and helping someone find a dress that fits them, it's like, let me find something that fits you. And so to have a guy ask nitty-gritty questions and then to get overwhelmed just when I'm like, this is a hazy, this is a West Coast, you know? Yeah. These are the tasting notes for the four IPAs I have on draft. It's not order it. I mean, kind of blows my mind. So... So, but I do expect, I really do expect the beer tenders we talk to, to be able to know some of the hop varieties. Well, especially in the beers. if you're at the brewery and you're there's no food, you're just pouring the beer. You only you only have twelve beers to know. Yeah. You should know the tasting notes and the hop varieties. Especially you, because you probably get it for free. You hang out with the brewers every day. You hang out with the customers every day. You get to take probably cans home. And like, half what's... the menu stays the same for most bur- – or like, yeah. okay, at least a third of the menu is generally things yeah. you've had before. So how good was that sip just now? It's good. It's pretty good, right? Um, It's still a B-plus to me. Okay. I do think as much as I do appreciate the grain profile, it is very grainy for a hazy. Yeah. And so I would put it towards the B-plus. Mm-hmm. I would give it an 89. On the verge of an A. Hmm. Not quite, but almost an A minus. Not, not quite, but almost an A minus. Almost. So we're about just two keep, points apart. Hey, you got about half a beer left, so just keep going on that one, man. So, the reason why it I give it is one, much better than I thought it would be. This is better than both renditions of the Hazy Hop Goblin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, this is also canned. Uh, about a week ago, I have two cans in my fridge that will age for about three weeks and try again. So this is still pretty fresh, not super green, but it's close. It's not. It's about a week old. So imagine how this is going to taste about two more weeks. Okay, I think there are two reasonable scenarios. Good or bad. <laughs> I think there are two reasonable scenarios. I think there's one scenario where the grain becomes more prominent, Mm -hmm. 
because typically when we age IPAs like this, the hops mellow out. Yeah. However, because the hops are more predicated on aromatics, maybe the grain mellows out. And I think this is an interesting study. If you smell it, the smell on this beer is a really interesting balance. It's a little bit malt heavy mm-hmm. for hazy. So do you see? I mean, and we've but never we've never said about a beer. Oh well, the malt not, really went away. But you, uh, you said something earlier. I think I think this the touch on this is it's Galaxy that they used in this one, which Galaxy with the type of malts they used, I think creates a really good buddy buddy smell flavor profile like i will say on the record so before we turn the mic on so i'm calling this um you can decide we can call it the beer buddies quickie the beer oh hey i'm down for a quickie that sounds good to me or you can call it the beer buddies challenge let's do the beer let's do both quickie challenge beer buddies quickie challenge great that's right so the beer buddies quickie challenge which is someone went to a release had a beer and someone was skeptical mm-hmm. and we're just talking about the one beer yep they contacted the flight chris and i have tried eight beers tonight from assorted breweries assorted breweries different one of them is considered the greatest beer of all time Pliny the elder <laughs> Worst beer I've had tonight. <laughs> oh, we haven't gotten there. We have that's it's getting ahead of yourself, Jordan. We haven't done the can ranking, so hold um, on a second. Well, let's, let's put, are we doing one. that in the quickie episode? We're gonna do that. Oh I think shoot! This is great. I think oh, this is shoot. included. Oh in shoot! Because beer buddies quickie episode with a uh, Pliny blast, if you will. Um, so, so we yeah. set, hold on, hold yeah. on. Let me finish my okay. thought. Finish we yeah, yeah. we set this flight up with the uh, the intention of the bear brewing can being the best which was very good and uh, a lot of these hazies kind of bled together if I'm being honest um I could generally rank the cans if we were if we had to and do a hindsight which I think generally the hindsight's pretty good um because those hazies do blend together so well which is why I do kind of have a general problem with hazies. However, um, this flight, the first seven beers we had were set up to establish a spectrum where Bear Brewing sort of uh, embodied the pinnacle of that spectrum. And then we sort of tested Intergalactic Hop Goblin. However, I will tell you that I do think that getting a grade of 89 is the best grade I would hand out tonight. What? Yeah. I do think Intergalactic Hop Goblin is, in fact, the best beer we've had of these eight beers, six of which have been hazies. They have been. Both in their grain profile and in their branding. (gasps) Excuse me. So 75% of our flight has been hazies. I think this is the best hazy we've had tonight. Any pushback? No, I think uh, that's the whole reason why um, uh, let's see sorry, I was texting someone. So the reason why I wanted to end this one so I knew second to last we did the bear bear bottle which I do uh, think was the second best beer we've had Kush tonight. Kush Kingdom Hazy. That was very good. So I wanted to end with 
I'm gonna pause you for our beer nerds out there. The Bear Brewing gives oh, every single in, sorry Bear Bottle Brewing gives every single ingredient on the can, which is really cool. Oh, dude! If you're in the Sacramento area, go check out Smart Mart. If you're in the, in the Bay Area, please go check out Bear Brewing, Bear Bottle Brewing. Uh, we haven't uh, gone yet, but their their no, cans are fantastic, and you should absolutely go check them out. Dude, they're they're so we go ahead and continue. I'm no, sorry, interrupted. No, 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 no. This, this is a good point. We got into this brewery. There's a place we go to Smart Mart. We love Smart Mart. I went there. What, it was almost a month ago now. We first noticed. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About that a month they ago. had four or five different beers from this new place, and Jordan and I always complain that people make beer and they just put a cool label on the can and say here buy our beer it's good okay what's in it well it's just it's a it's a hazy well what's what what's in it what malt what haze what hops do you use what kind of a hazy is it oh no it's just a hazy you'll like it i don't know if i like it i don't know i i want to see what's in it you know in hazy is our time it doesn't right? a lot of people will buy that no just buy it and they'll drink it and it's necessarily good or bad or whatever uh, I don't like doing that. I like to know what's in the beer because I know what I like and you know what you like. And I think that putting the ingredients and what you use on your beer is kind of a pride thing or maybe shows a little bit more transparency is my transparency word. Transparency or I like think dedication to craft. Transparency and accountability. accountability. You know, if you say, hey, here's the yeah. ingredients we use, here's the beer that came out of it. If people know what, you know, like us, when we. Mm -hmm. We read a can and someone says like, okay, so one of the beer memories I was thinking about today even was, you know, when I went to Sacktown Union for the first time and they had the Elbus IPA. Yeah. Elbus, E-L-B-A-S. Sorry, mm -hmm. that enunciation was a little, it sounded more like Elvis. Um, the Elbus IPA. I was actually talking to the head brewer who was just working the counter at that point and I said, hey, what's your favorite? And he said, oh, it's the Elbus IPA. And I said, well, what hops are in it? He said, Simcoe and Amarillo. I was like, oh, shoot, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'll take a crawler of that. Like, we know enough hops to do that. So, especially in the, the wide world of hazies, where uh, people just put out, oh, hazy. People are like, oh, well, it must be good, because I drink hazies. Oh, especially if you do, like, a brewery name drop, like Moonraker. Moonraker. <laughs> Where I'm not hating on Moonraker. Moonraker to. does make great hazies, but they do get away with their own. The branding of Moonraker does overcompensate for the product sometimes. I mean that gently. Yeah. I wish they uh, they have like an inconsistency issue where like I think you were the one that pointed out where you went to try and get especially like last year for beer week some of the cans. That they offered they had stuff in cans in stores they had stuff in cans at the brewery they had stuff on tap of the brewery and they had stuff that you and none get. of the new it's releases like, were in cans like, for brew week what combination like it was just all kinds of crazy stuff so the only way right. to get the beer week release at home mm -hmm. was to buy a growler at the brewery which which the other two candy the, so, what Chris is referring to, so three. Moonraker did two, do right? multiple multiple beer releases, but they did a Meeting of the Mind series, which was That's an the one. IPA, mm -hmm. where all three breweries sort of collaborated on creating three different IPAs. Moxa. Moxa. And Urban Roots. Urban Roots and, yeah. 
and so, Moonraker. Oh, and oh. Moxa and Urban Roots canned theirs, and Moonraker decided not to, which bothered me because I do believe in the small details and the consistency and, and aesthetics like that do matter, especially for Sacramento Beer Week. Yeah, so if, if your, your other two guys are canning, why would you only do Growler? Be, knowing that Growlers last two to four Especially days. Especially when that same day that that beer came out, you canned two other beers mm-hmm. that you had sold before. Why wouldn't you just... That weren't available at the brewery, only in stores, right? Correct. You couldn't get them at... Like, if you drove to Moonraker that day, you couldn't get their can release. You had to go to smaller local bottle shops, not Moonraker, to get the can release for that day. But... To get the meaning of the minds, you can only get a growler, which meant you had to drink it within a day or two. Which these other ones, which some of right. the IPAs, I we remember seeing the text like, you have to come over tomorrow. Uh, you have to yes. come over tomorrow. So <laughs> because we have so, to try all these meeting of the minds together. So here's the thing I talked about with Jordan before this started. I bought a four, or actually, so I bought a four pack, which I don't, I never answered that story. Um. We talked about me trying a sample and handing back the four-pack of the Mallow Blaster from Track 7. Yes. But I bought I, – I knew this beer was coming from Fort Rock, the uh, Galactic Go- Hop Goblin, the Hazy IPA. I grabbed the four-pack out of the fridge, and I went to the counter. I was trying to give you know give space because there was another guy buying stuff on the other side of the counter. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to you know, be patient, put it up there. The bartender said, hey. Or the, the server guy, I don't know what you call him. I don't know what they're, what's the name for him? I don't know. But beer tender? Beer tender, okay. So do you need a four pack? I said, yes. Actually, I'd like to try it. Because I don't know if I want to get a four pack or an eight pack. So he kind of giggled at me, whatever. He thought it was funny. He gave me a sample. I started sipping it. I went and grabbed another four pack. I was like, this is that good. <laughs> Bring me up for two. I'll hand my car when yes. I get back. <laughs> yes, I will get four and four. I'll get an eight pack of the spirits. It's that good. So. Okay, but my my pushback then would be, mm-hmm. of a mediocre Moonraker or New Glory Hazy, uh-huh. would you get two four packs? Because there have been plenty where I've seen you get, nah, we're good. So my only pushback like... is I do think the branding plays a part. Intergalactic Hop Goblin mm-hmm. is a Hazy Hop Goblin variant. Yeah. I do think that was $16 a four pack. Intergalactic Hopgoblin. So you spent thirty. I, I spent thirty-nine dollars with tip for two four packs. Okay, so I think it's worth it. <laughs> it's totally worth it. That's what I'm saying. I tried it. I do think I got a okay. Second four pack, especially so because as much as you're usually full of it. I'm, hold on. What? Hold on. Whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Whoa. You might have undersold this beer. Whoa. Usually when Chris hypes up a beer, I'm like, all right, oh, let's hear man. it. Because Chris loves Hazy Hop Goblin, both the original and the non-original and the Blood Orange Hazy Hop Goblin. <laughs> and I, like, I'm not as much on the uh, the Fort Rock hype train as Chris is. I'm just I'm just being honest. I'm not telling you what the right, right or wrong answer is. Can I, can I explain? Even though I do train? love Foggy Goggles and Patagonia Paleo. Which Imagine is. if they were from here to Fair Oaks Greenback from your house. I live closer to Fort Rock than you do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. What? Yep. You really? Yeah. No way. Yes. 
I do. You live closer. So that was my whole thing. Fort Rock. I live closer to Fort Rock than you do. Fort Rock's open till 11, or they were. And so if I was working on homework, or if I was having I a rough day. I do respect Fort Rock. I just I think that Hazy Hopgoblin is overhyped by Chris Morarity. The not original Fort Rock recipe was so good. The, the new recipe sucks. Okay. I'm Foggy Goggles say, has always been better. Always been better. Yes. I agree. Foggy Goggles, Patagonia Pale Ale. That's where I'm at. Um, what about Fort Rocktoberfest? Oh, fuck. That's a good – I was sad that they didn't make it for more than a month this year. They only made it for like three weeks. They used to make it almost oh, year-round. Like four <laughs> months a year. Oh, my God. No, they made it like so six good. to eight months out oh. of the year. It was pretty great. Oh, it was um, so good. But, Chris, I will give ground <sighs> – you definitely nailed this recommendation out of the park. Now, to, for because I put Chris on blast, Uh-oh. there have been plenty of Mind Shaker, uh, Mind Shaker IPAs from New Glory that I'm like, oh no man, this stuff's good. Where I've overpaid for twenty-two dollars a four pack and bought two four packs and paid fifty-two dollars with tip, and um, have completely overpaid for two four packs of Mind Shaker IPA, which I don't even buy anymore because mm-hmm. I get sick of them taking my money for. Uh, Burning Barrel level beer, which is an 85, yeah, just so which, we're clear. By the way, Burning Barrel is selling crawlers for 20 bucks. Like, holy shit. It's too much for a crawler. That's eight, 16, 20 bucks for a crawler <laughs> is too much. I don't care if it's the most amazing sour I've ever had. Well, my whole point like, is like, okay, your price should go down per pint. Are you charging $10 per pint? Mm-hmm. Okay, even then, are you charging $11 per pint? Because that's too much. Because that's restaurant-level prices, and you're Ooh. brewing the beer. There's no extra supplier. So if we're charging $8 per pint, mm-hmm. which is still on the heavy side, which I'm still fine with, $8 per pint, two pints is 16 but I bought mm-hmm. two pints. Why can't you give me like a $14 for buying two pints to get a mm-hmm. dollar off per pint kind of idea? $14 oh. for a crowler is still relatively expensive. Ooh. Yeah, they're, no, they're talking 16 to 20 it's too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, if people are paying it because people believe in Burning Barrel, I mean, it's a completely different topic. Hey, hey, hey. We got Pliny the Elder on this flight tonight because we wanted to stack it up against other beers because it's supposedly the best beer ever made. Who knows? What the fuck? So, All right. Let's you know, talk about our flight order. We'll do hindsight, rank the cans, and get off because it's been 30 minutes yeah. and it's Is a it quickie really? episode. Oh, uh, hey, hey. My cookies are long, so. Uh, hey. I don't do cookies. You hear that, ladies? Woo! He, he don't do quickies. He always lasts long. That's right. Uh, so we started with Wagon Tail Ale, a pale ale from Dueling Dogs, mm-hmm. to Pliny the Elder, mm-hmm. and then we did a bunch of hazies. So we did uh, the Guardians Filtered IPA from Blue Note. From Blue Note. We did the Intergalactic... Double IPA, Northeast Double IPA Which, from Lead Dog Brewing. That wasn't much of a double. It was very mellow for a double. That I'm is a very that. good point. All the way up, Unfiltered IPA from Urban Roots. Playground Tactics, a double hazy. That is very mellow for a double hazy. Mm-hmm. And then this... Crap, what was this called? Bear Bottle, Kush Kingdom Kush hazy. Kingdom Hazy from Bear Bottle. That was really good. Followed by the last beer we had, Intergalactic, Intergalactic, not Intergalactic, Intergalactic yeah, Hop Goblin IPA. The Hazy from Fort Rock that was just released. Woo. Chris, this is the order we drank them in. Do you have any issues with the order we drank them in? I think that we drank them in the appropriate order. Um, I specifically wanted to drink, starting from Pliny, 
onward through the hazies, knowing that um, we didn't really have a metric for uh, intergalactic hopgoblin. I wanted to work upwards from blue note to bear bottle, and then throw hazy hop or uh, intergalactic hopgoblin off the cliff, and see where it stacked. Because we at that point worked our way up through some really serious beers. Yep. And that we had our, our palette developed for hazies. Now, uh, I think three or four of them tonight were galactic. Okay. Yeah, uh, galaxy hops. Mm-hmm. So we had acquired a taste for galaxy at that point. Gotten through this. Uh, basically, what we're tasting is by the time we got the hazy hop goblin, the difference between the malt, yeast, and uh, amount of galaxy used between these beers. And we agree, bear bottles very good. Urban roots, both of those beers are very good. Um, lead dog surprisingly pretty good with their intergalactic, right? Uh huh. And then uh, you know, guardians. Uh, Galaxy Hopped, you know. I've always had an affinity for Blue Note. Yeah. The three beers I've had from them have all been good. They're good. They're very, very good. All right, now rank the cans, Chris. Rearrange them. I want the best can over here on the left, all the way over the right. Okay, so. Which, for our listeners, from the beginning, the first can we had is on the left. The last can we had is on the right. So, would you say we drank these from worst to best? Not quite. Okay, go ahead. Not Rearrange quite. the cans and then give me your order. I think that the way that we drank them tonight was the best way to prime our palates between each beer. Now, and I will say that most of these beers had Galaxy. Yeah. And a lot of these hazies had the potential to run together. Yeah. So it's hard for me to argue it. And I don't know that I'd change it. Per se. No, I think this is a good order to I drink them. I think this them. is a good order. I don't yeah. know this is the best, but I don't know that there is the best. I think that because we had eight beers and six were hazies, all eight beers were some kind of ale, seven were an IPA, and the first one was a pale ale. So, yeah. you know, it's a lot of it yeah. just runs together. So, I would say... I really... Okay, don't, don't hate me, but I really like... Bear bottle. It's the best. A lot. Okay. It's the best. Number one. Okay. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't reach over there, Jordan. You gotta put it over here for me. I got That's short fine. Arms. That's fine. Our viewers can't see that my arms are short because I'm average height. <laughs> and, Sorry. Uh, In addition you know, to my photographic memory, I also have long arms. So. He's got long arms. So I would put. I don't know between these two, but these two that we had from Urban Roots are very good. I would put them next to each other. If not, not well, not quite, not quite. I would no. What second place? You have to do clear and cut second place. I would put Hazy Hopgoblin second place, right there. I think it is slightly more interesting okay, okay. than yeah. either two Keep going. of these Urban Roots beers. But these Keep Urban going. Roots beers, as different as they were, one was Mosaic Citra and Strata. Okay. You cannot. Okay. You On cannot. the spot, I will add what I call the brewery clause, the same okay. brewery clause, where because they are the same brewery with a similar style, we mm-hmm. can add, we can make them the same rank. So They're third place style. is Urban Roots, okay. and we can't third... quite distinguish between them. Yeah. So so one Citra Mosaic and you cannot, and one is Mosaic Galaxy and lactose sugar. Okay. And I, I would, it's hard to distinguish between these two. Definitely very, very close. We'll put them, you know, side by side or top of the bottom. Both third place, third so and third, fourth place respectively third, yeah. together. Collectively yeah, yeah. third and fourth place. I, I really like this blue note. Um, We're going to leave a gap so we know it's in fifth. 
Just so we yes. know. Okay. So the Blue Note, what I think you and I both agreed, the Blue Note, uh, Guardians, uh, you know, the Galaxy or Guardians Unfiltered IPA is what it's called from Blue Note. Mm-hmm. It had Galaxy hops in it, but people, when you when you look up the tasting notes for Galaxy hops, it's grassy, a little bit earthy, uh, but then you also get like passion fruit, papaya, mm-hmm. tropical fruit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Usually I don't get those, mm-hmm. but for this one, I think we both agreed that this malt was a little bit darker. Yes. And it pulled out some of those tropical fruits. It was really nice. It was really nice. It was a very nice change from the normal use of Galaxy Hops that we yep. get. Right? So, following that would be Intergalactic uh, Northeast Double IPA from Lead Dog, which is, I mean, you wouldn't think... A lead dog, but we we've had a few lead dog beers. The peanut butter porter is the peanut thing butter. most known for. And from... then they have a uh, a chocolate vanilla. It's like yep. peanut butter. It's very good. Uh, we had another one last week that was a lead dog snow something yeah. hazy that was really good. They're just they're good. They're very good. I wish that I would remember their names better because I want to give them more respect. They actually make good beer, but they're. You know, they're, they're kind of like that mid-range, they're kind of like uh-huh. the average dude, you know, the average Joe beer maker, which when you talk about average Joe as compared to bare bottle, uh, you know, <laughs> Urban Roots, like we're talking about, you uh-huh. know, Glory, like that's pretty good to be in that company. Okay. For a comp- for a place that's, you know, lead dogs in Reno. <clears throat> yep. So, Interstate. I would put uh, next behind that. Woo! Oh, yeah, he did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to get up. I had to stand up and dab. Jordan's really excited. Oh, he did it. Go For ahead. For our listeners, Jordan actually dabbed in the, in the dark in his backyard. Go ahead. He, he has He hasn't sit down yet. Now now he's sitting. He's Ooh, sat down he fully. It. I'm so happy he did it. He That's is fully sat friends. down. He's crossed his arms. He's back into beer mode. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Go ahead. After Lead Dog Intergalactic, uh, we're going to put down... Well, okay, so your your family's been hooking us up. With Dueling Dogs. They've been hooking us up. So, Dueling my Dogs. My homegirl, my sister, Sarah. Yeah. Love you, Sarah. And um, she has, this is like the, let me think. This is the fourth. Third or fourth. Surf's Pup. <clears throat> so, they got us the 750 and then the two crawlers. So, I think this is the third. No. Fourth? It's the fourth. Okay. I they got us a big crawler. That's right. And then and then the 750. And then the 750 and okay. then the and two then smaller crawlers. Yeah. Okay, so this one is the fourth one. We let it kind of mellow. It's the uh, Wagging Tail Pale Ale. It was a really great way to start. It yes. is It is the inferior to these hazies. However, Dueling Dogs, good for you. I They have my attention for solid beers. At yeah. least B minus and up. Have you had a bad beer from them yet? Nope. No, they're fantastic. They're, they're great. I think that putting a pale ale against it. all of these others is unfair, but it is a very good pale ale. That was good. The IPA, the Surf's <clears throat> Pup IPA we had, I would put at least on par with these Urban Roots beers, so on par for third. Third, fourth? Yeah. Third to fourth to fifth because you have yeah. three. You oh, know, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's good. Uh, and Pliny's at the bottom. Pliny's at the bottom. Amen, my brother. We can have a whole sermon. Oh, excuse so, me. So that's, that's not to say... For everyone's gonna be butthurt and crying. Pliny's Pliny, not a bad beer. It's not a bad beer. It is the worst beer that we've had tonight, but we've also had some of the best beers from that some you of the coolest get. breweries around. Bear Brewing, 
Oh, they're, is awesome. They're Fort Rock is so awesome. Legit. Urban Roots is awesome. Blue Note, I've had three beers from them. They've all been good. Lead Dog is super trendy. Dueling Dog, I've had four beers and they've been great. Okay, so so I've given my ranking, Jordan. What's your ranking? What well, you I will say, okay, Pliny is at the bottom for me, which is okay. why I dab. Because I do think Pliny is overhyped. But I do think people who overhype Pliny are living in the uh, nostalgia realm and they're living in sort of the what was trendy realm and i do i do think pliny does have a significance to it i do think pliny is incredibly smooth for a double ipa i also preface preface this by saying i do have the palette for more of the hoppier spectrum and i do think that pliny the elder does reach more of the masses and i respect it for that because i do believe beer is for everyone yeah so it's, uh, it's approachable yes i think you and i, and I don't want to is... hate on the beer but no. i do want to be honest about what my my palate is and what my perspective of the beer is and pliny is the worst yeah. beer we've had tonight and yeah. i don't love pliny i do think pliny is good and i absolutely think it's overhyped now well shoot which one has the lactose in it playground tactics this kind of how I feel is oh oh whoa whoa let me explain oh wow Jordan oh Jordan so you I guys can't see what he just did but he's gonna explain and this is very surprising <laughs> I have very much been sold on intergalactic hop goblin and i did express some pushback and some apprehensiveness as to or in regards to not as to in regards to chris's initial impression of the beer his doubts i, I definitely me. doubted chris He's and my, based my... on the context, mm. based solely based on the context of today's flight, I, it appears I liked it more than Chris did. Mm. And I just, I think know, I'm it's. A, I'm a bare bottle fanboy. That, I gotta admit that. Okay, uh, sure. Hold on, and we'll get to that. We will okay. get to that. All right. I do think that these Urban Roots beers are pretty fantastic. I have um, all the way up at second. And Playground Tactics the third, because I do think that Playground Tactics is a double hazy, and it has lactose, and it doesn't quite overtake all the way, and it should have more hops, and the lactose should mellow out those hops, and it should have a fruitier flavor, and it doesn't quite overtake all the way up, and it kind of, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, so we had, hedge we had my bet choice. based on that, I guess. We had a choice between nothing can stop me and all the way up. We both had nothing can stop me at the brewery. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good hazy single. Yeah, and I, I mean, and to be honest, so, um, for the sake of transparency, Urban Roots is my second favorite brewery in Sacramento, so maybe that plays a part in it because I am an Urban Roots fanboy, and I only say that because I'm about to blow Chris's Bear Bottle Brewing fanboy status a little bit away. This Guardians Unfiltered IPA really left an impression on me. That's my fourth best beer of the night because the, nice. the slightly darker malt and the, the papaya kind of mango-y flavor yeah, they brought was out the pretty flavors. great, man. So, like, 
when we were drinking um, this, we weren't recording the podcast at the time when we cracked this open, but when we drank the one from Blue Note, the Guardians Unfiltered, we commented, we both said, this one brings out more of that tropical fruit flavor from Galaxy. More than any other beer on this than flight. Than we've ever had. Yeah, it's more tropical and than the And I think Bear Bottle Brewing really saves itself with the, the can aesthetics, which is something you and I both look oh. for. And oh, I think, yeah. and this is, you guys didn't hear this, but when we were drinking it, but when we first started drinking, I was like, you know, if you put Moonraker on the can, I wouldn't be that impressed with this beer. And I stand by that because yeah. um, the Mosaic beer we had from these guys is the best West Coast IPA I've ever had from them. Chris said it was the best IPA. Was that the West World? The West World. That was, it was Mosaic and, and your uh, Enigma. And it's the best yeah. beer, the best West Coast IPA I've ever had. Best West Coast really single, good. at least. It's yeah. unbelievably good. Um, substantially better than this one. And I don't well, feel... Well, this one's a hazy. That's why I got sure. this one. This is the, the first one. And this one's great, yeah. too. But I really do think these other four are good, too. Better hazies. Um, so so here's the thing. And then I would so, put this at, like, 89, 88, 86, 85, 84. And so, there's a really small spread between these. And then the lead dog is... A, is a pretty it's like a 90 or I mean 81 80, 81 80, and then okay. i'll put this dueling dogs anywhere between a 70 and 80 yeah and it's also been sitting in my fridge for a week and then pliny it's, it's, i give a 75 to i think pliny is passable so a pale ale that you've had for a bit stacked up against all these hazies does better than pliny uh, i would argue that pliny has a better chance against these beers because it's initially a yeah you, right you think so. so you would think so yeah and then the way we've ranked these have both you know i do think i love uh, to be honest if you had to pick the best brewery out of all of these i would pick bear bottle brewing they've left an impression on me mostly based on can aesthetics uh, i think there's a transparency legit. and a conviction there Man. so can i can i throw something really quick go for it you okay so you guys can't see this but there is a gap between Fifth place and okay, sixth I didn't, place. Okay, I didn't mean for that. No, 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 no. Leave the gap. Leave okay. the gap because this is going to be interesting. There's a gap between Bear Bottle, which is in fifth place, and Intergalactic from Lead Dog, which is in sixth place. Mm-hmm. And we just talked about Moonraker, and we, we both agree Moonraker can make a really good beer. They okay. usually maybe make a mediocre beer. Okay. We don't know because they don't put it on the cans. We, have no, we don't buy mm-hmm. the cans. They're really expensive, and they're kind of, eh, most of the time... The average Moonraker beer, would you say, goes in that gap? The average Moonraker hazy. Yes, because we agree goes that the bear bottle that had a slightly more interesting yeast and malt profile yes. than Moonraker beers. But it was pretty much right. So. I mean, and if you were to do that, I would even put these four above this. Okay, so the first four, so that would be Hazy or Intergalactic Hop Goblin, the two from Urban Roots, and, and the Guardians Unfiltered. Blue Note for number this, four. This bear yeah. bottle one is it's, a little bit. It's to me, it's just a little bit basic. And this is, mm-hmm. I mean, these rankings Chris is talking about are purely based on my opinions, but. No, I, I just think this is I really think this is I think good. this bear bottle this bear bottle beer where it wins is the the can transparency because you and I nerd out more about that kind of thing. Yeah. If you were to take someone if you were to take someone with our palates that didn't care about the can aesthetics 
give them this beer, I really do think that they would get more of like a B minus, like a hard B minus, trending towards C plus kind of beer experience. Wow. I really do think that. I really wow. do think like if we were to put Moonraker on this can, we would hate on it. And maybe that that speaks more to the optimism towards bear bear bottle brewing and the expectations of Moonraker that we do have in uh, the area. Yeah. And I mean, I don't mean to hate on Moonraker. I think Moonraker makes some of the best hazies in the area. I think they make so many hazies though that I don't just like if they make a hazy and they don't put ingredients on the can and it tastes okay. I'm like, well, fine. I also spent $22 on a four pack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that kind of idea. So what if it was a revision beer? I think you and I both like revision hazies slightly more than Moonraker hazies. To be honest, if it was a Moonraker or if it was a revision hazy, I probably would have, solely based on bias, put it on the same tier as the... Uh, Guardians Unfiltered IPA from Blue Note. Mm -hmm. And that's more to speak to my bias and less to the beer quality. I do think I generally lean towards Revision Hazies more than Moonraker Hazies, and that's mostly because Revision Hazies are generally cheaper, Mm -hmm. and they put more ingredients on the can. And they're they're very interesting combinations. And they, they aren't... I think, I personally think Revision makes better Hazies than Moonraker... Yeah, so here's the thing. I think that's what you and I were talking about before we started recording. Uh, we actually were drinking this Bear Bottle uh, Kush Kingdom Hazy IPA, and this is where this, this discussion started, where if we put a Moonraker label on it, would be like, yeah, it's kind of a weird Moonraker beer. I think it's because they used, um, you know, the way they hopped this beer was, was uh, you know, malt, or uh, sorry, um, boiled hops and dry hopped. It has a profile that's similar to a Moonraker beer, that's the hot profile, mm-hmm. but the way that they use the yeast and malt combinations made it a little bit more interesting, and I think that's why it doesn't fit quite with the Moonraker beer. So I think Moonraker's model, at least from the ones that I've had, they have emphasized, the beers are very uh, emphasized on the hot profiles, the aroma, the hot flavors, hot combinations that you get from the beer. Well, I even wonder so, if maybe the grain plays. Let, let's look at the grain. Let's test. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like this one has a very awesome grain profile and yeast, uh, you know, choice. This one doesn't use so, rye, which no, maybe it's, that's it's white why. Wheat and maybe that's why it's more. It feels more like a revision style. So that's that's what I'm saying though. Like revision, the w- reason why we both like revision is it, as opposed to. Moonraker, where this relies on dry hopping and hop combinations to get the excitement. Uh, Revision actually changes the malt, changes the yeast, changes the, you know, maybe they add lactose, maybe they don't. Maybe they, you know, move some stuff around. They actually, um, I think with Revision, it's more of an emphasis on the end product. The end product versus the process. So we know that Moonraker can make really killer hazies if Mm -hmm. they wanted to. And sometimes they do want to, and sometimes they do make really amazing beers. But on average, revision delivers. Yes. So we agree. I agree. So I think that this bear bottle... Um, Moonraker's one yeah. of the best breweries in the Sacramento area. Oh, yeah. If, if someone says... Oh, yeah. 
if you were to ask most people, like, oh, well, what's your favorite brewery? They say Moonraker. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> well, shoot. That's not necessarily one of my favorite breweries, but, yeah. like, holy cow. You know, you have a hard time hating on, like, Sacramento beer scene. Oh, Moonraker is my favorite. Well, that's that's some good shit. So here's the other thing, though, is if I asked you, well, let's go to Moonraker and try some beers. How confident would you be any given time that we can go to Moonraker and have some of the beers that you know they can make that you also know that they don't always put out? If you and I each did flights of four, Mm -hmm. I would say there is a 90% plus chance that between our two flights, at least half trending up to all of the samples would be at least an 88 and above. Okay. So that's that's been one of my issues with Moonraker. You and I went there a couple times. Got some stuff. Got some can releases. You know. Um, We've only done flights to there once. I thought we went twice. I'm mistaken. We've done flights once. We attempted twice. The, the second time we were rejected, or the first time, we walked from Knee Deep Correct, to, and they were close. And they were close. They were drinking beer and told us they were closed, and that yeah. we couldn't drink beer. <laughs> yeah. And so we went back to yes. Knee Deep. Yes. <laughs> so we've done flights once. Okay. And the first time we went, we both gave them an A. I remember that. You know, they, they do make a beer. It's, uh, that's the thing. It's like, what would your confidence interval be if one of your friends came from I will state? say, if we were to drive up the hill mm-hmm. and your options were Crooked Lane, Knee Deep, or Moonraker, what do you feel the most confident in? I feel the most confident in Moonraker. That was my question, though. I was saying Moon you Raker. said that wasn't your question. No, that wasn't. Okay. Moonraker, we agree, is probably in California, or at least Northern California. Maybe the Hazy King, maybe not. Top tier hazy manufacturer. They, they make really good Top tier hazy manufacturer. Very high end. But, in I put it between them, Crooked Lane, Claim Stake, and New Glory. Okay. That's who I would put it between. I was going to say them. Hoppas. In Sacramento? No, I said Northern California. Oh, yeah. okay. That's what I'm saying. Hop, so, okay. So you, you got your oh, friend man. that flies in Ooh. from out of state, and you say, oh, I heard Moonraker's pretty good. I would take him to Hoppas. Yeah. You wouldn't take him to Moonraker. That's that's my point, is Moonraker's is, is good, but inconsistently good. Like, okay, if you had to take like, him to one brewery in Sacramento for Hazy's, <sighs> oh. it'd be between New Glory and probably Moonraker. I would say New Glory or Fieldwork. Oh, man. Right? work is pretty good. More consistently good than Moonraker. That's You're my point. Right. I That's my point. about field work. Yeah. Fuck. So, Moonraker is good, though. I am trying to really... really good. As much as I might have pushed back against Moonraker, I am really trying to bat for them. Moonraker, as far as hazies go, yeah. my disappointment with Moonraker has always been predicated on lofty expectations based on what they've put out before. You know? Rosy-colored glasses. Well, sure, yeah. but like when we when we when we bashed them and we did for meeting of the minds and not putting it in cans, mm-hmm. I've always hedged my bet by saying, well, you know, they did put out the best beer of the three. Yeah. But in context of what each brewery was capable, the meeting of the minds, I stand by this, was what really put Urban Roots on the map, and they've blown up since. And I think Moxa had the most overrated beer, but people still hyped it. They were the I fruited think, IPA, right? Yep. And I think yeah. Mox, or sorry, I think Moonraker had the 
most generic beer of the series, but it was the most brewery appropriate. And the only reason it came out as the most generic beer of the series was because it was for Beer Week. Yeah, they came out with a double hazy, right? It was like a basic hazy. And they did a great job. It was the best beer of the three, pound for pound. But but it was the least interesting for Beer Week. What difference is is that between any other week that they have where they make hazies? I guess that was our point, right? Yeah, right. Like, they just make – that's what they do. So, of course, if they make a hazy, it's going to be really good. So, that's – I think you and I agree that that Moonraker has the ability to do really kick-ass stuff. I wish they would do kick-ass stuff more often. Because places like Revision, Hoppas, I'll even uh, I'll even Glory. I'll even push back a little bit. I wish Moonraker would keep doing what they're doing and charge a lower price point. Oh yeah, if it wasn't seven or eight dollars a pint, it'd be amazing. Because I think some of our frustration with Moonraker is they'll charge the equivalent, especially mm-hmm. you know like twenty-two to twenty-four dollars for a four-pack. Yeah. And put out not quite as great beer sometimes but because they're moonraker they get away with it and they don't put what's in it on the cans and people just drink it they just put it in their mouth and drink it mm-hmm. because it's moonraker so here's the thing too so uh i want to sometimes it's us we do get excited over new moonraker cans you know i just we know how good they can be that's yes. all we know how good they can be uh, there was a can release from Track 7. I, did you get to try it? Was the Solar Highway Triple IPA? Yes. Did we try the can? Mm-hmm. That, that was, was like $16 or $18 a four-pack, and it was a triple hazy it 10%. It was really good. So, oh, man. And I mean, I'm a Track 7 fanboy. Listeners, please disregard my opinion right now. But I love Track 7. Oh, man. A, a dollar... So if you look at a four-pack price, it's a dollar difference per can of, like, your average Moonraker. Yeah. You know? Why? Who knows? Who knows? They're doing well, though. Their business model works for them. They're yeah. staying, They're fantastic. We're not... We're hating on them just because the price. That's all. We, we know they're and good. And there are lofty expectations based on what they've put out. Yeah, they're... Oh, man. They're I... Yeah. I uh, think... I think, though, you know, the point of this podcast, I will, I'm going to eat crow a little bit. This intergalactic hop goblin hazy is pretty fantastic. Okay, so, so, the context was Fort Rock, we like Fort Rock. Mm-hmm. They make pretty good beer. Yep. This beer is probably among the best beers they've ever made. And my point was that the best beer, this potentially, this galactic hop goblin, being the best beer they've ever made was average level for top tier Sacramento. What's your favorite Fort Rock beer ever made? It's a tie between this one and uh, Fort Rocktoberfest. Spa Day is my favorite. Okay, so that that just brought up a weird memory for me. <laughs> Logan brought it to Growler Gang. I love Spa Day. Yes. It's a Logan, sour. Logan finds the weird stuff. No, Logan finds... We have cri- to go no. back to uh, Logan Palm Logan gets Brewing. too much credit in Growler Gang. <clears throat> no, no, we have um, to go back to Palm Brewing. They expanded. They're at a new location now. They're bigger. We have to go back to Palms and try them out. I think it's fair. He also brought Palms, the probably the best beer they had to offer in the Growlers. There's this cream ale. That was is, not bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pliny the Elder Rex. 
wrecks everything we've had from Palm Brewing. Yeah. Eh. No. <laughs> no. What are you going to do about it? What nope. are you going to do about it? No. <laughs> no. Oh. This is why Chris thinks I'm the difficult one. Oh. I don't even care. I don't, no. Hey. Flying the Elder wrecks everything from Palm Brewing. I'm not even I'm hating on Palm Brewing. I'm agreeing with you. That's why nope. I'm laughing. Mm-mm. I'm nope. agreeing with mm-hmm. you. He, he said, nope. no, I'm not allowed to agree with him. Nope. For the record, he said, nope, nope. I'm trying to be nice. Nope. <sighs> nope, I don't even care. I don't even care what is about to be said. You heard it here, guys. You heard it here. He's just nope. a hater. Jordan's just hating. <laughs> Palm Brewing, <laughs> not as good as Russian River, not as good as Planet of the Elder. No. Period. Bold period. Italic bold period underlined. I don't care. With an exclamation. I don't give a fuck. 22 mm. point font. <laughs> so yeah. it stands out. Nope. Yep. Mm-mm. Well, yeah. but this uh, intergalactic, in the essence of a within the essence of a quickie episode, mm-hmm. intergalactic hobgoblin, way to go, Chris! You nailed this call. So I just want to remind the listeners that you ranked this beer higher from than you did. Fort Rock, higher than you did, higher than I did, but also higher than both of the Urban Roots beers that we had tonight. And Bear Bottle, and Lead Dog, and Dueling Dogs. And, and Russian River. And Blue Note, and Russian River, yeah. So, you guys are And I don't crap. love Fort Rock. I think Fort Rock is definitely solid. They've def- they definitely have my attention. I definitely mm-hmm. respect what they come out with. I don't hate yeah. on Fort Rock. But for Fort Rock to, to beat out Urban Roots, which is, I think, pound for pound, the best brewery experience you can get in Sacramento. Uh, they don't even have food. Fort Rock just makes beer. You have <laughs> yeah. to get food delivered. Like, if we were going just for beer and they had this tab, like, and compared to the other breweries, like, well, fuck. Like, let's just go to go to no. Fort Rock. So here, here's what I'm doing as an experiment. Uh, this is actually from and... Dave from New Glory, mm-hmm. who doesn't work there anymore. He's got uh, Colfax Tap Room opening up. Uh-huh. And we're going to go. We're excited. Love you, Dave. So he's the one that told me about uh, beers, uh, especially IPAs, when they're first uh, tapped and canned, when they make the batch, uh, some of the stuff's still alive. So some of the IPAs are really green, uh, some of the yeast is still active, and I think this, this Hazy Hobgoblin, Jordan tried it a week, less than, it's been four days, five days since it was canned. Um, we also went last weekend and got the Left Eye Right Eye Double Dry Hopped El Dorado Special Edition. We should do a side-by-side. I think we should. Uh, I've already we'll done really one. We'll really see where it is. I've already done one, and I think El Dorado wrecks it. But what I was just about to say is I have two cans of the Intergalactic Hop Goblin and two cans of Double Dry Hop Left Eye Right Eye, and I'm aging them for about two or three weeks as per uh, Crazy Dave's recommendations for IPAs. Love uh, you, Dave. The two- to four-week uh, sweet spot for IPAs. So we're going to see we'll what... We'll follow up. Yeah, we'll see what these taste like after they've mellowed out over a couple weeks. Uh, they should be pretty amazing. So That's for our guess. beer drinkers, before we leave, uh, Intergalactic Hop Goblin. Pretty good. Go to Fort Rock and get it. Not not all of it. I want some more, so don't buy it out. Get but... a pint. <laughs> and Chris and I think a pint is a lot of beer. Just yeah. to, like, just so the get a pint endorsement is a lot. Get a pint. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Hope you're staying safe. Um... Until next time, cheers. Cheers.